Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Do presidents talk? What they talk about? Depends on who you ask. Plus, another day, another answer from President Trump on who's behind the 2016 election meddling. And an Alabama Senate candidate defiant, his party lining up against him. This is the State of America tonight. It was uh, red carpet like nobody I think has probably ever received. Sarah Sanders telling reporters that human rights briefly came up, a spokesman for Duterte saying otherwise. I believe that he feels that he and Russia did not meddle in the election. I think he's giving Putin a pass. As to whether I believe it or not, I'm with our agencies. In the next few days, there will be revelations about the motivations and the content of this article. I think Roy Moore has to do more explaining than he has done so far. I think it would be best if Roy would just step aside. Hello everyone, I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America tonight. Twelve days, five countries, two political hacks, one liar, a short and fat dictator, and for the finale, friends, a tweet storm. And if you ask President Trump, it's all going very well. It was uh, red carpet like nobody I think has probably ever received. And uh, that really is a sign of respect, perhaps for me a little bit, but really for our country. As the president winds down his Asia tour, he's facing one or two new controversies before heading home. In the Philippines, meeting with the always uncontroversial president there, please note my sarcasm, President Duterte is a man who has bragged about personally killing suspected criminals in his past, and he's overseen a war on drugs that's brought about the extrajudicial killings of thousands. So, did President Trump bring up human rights by chance as part of their talks? It seems a straightforward question, but no. It depends on who you ask. According to the White House, yes, briefly. According to Duterte's team, no, not at all. Well, I'm so glad that's settled. Again, note my sarcasm. And then there is this. What I said there is that I believe he believes that, and that's very important for somebody to believe. I believe that he feels that he and Russia did not meddle in the election. Does President Trump believe the intelligence community or Vladimir Putin when it comes to Russia's meddling in the 2016 election? Again, it seems straightforward, but no once more. What Trump just said there was him trying to explain what he'd explain away, kind of, what he had told reporters earlier aboard Air Force One, including this. Every time he sees me, he says, I didn't do that. And I believe, I really believe that when he tells me that, he means it. 
Seriously? You don't know who to believe on that one? I mean, once again, or maybe for the 500th time, here's who you can believe, or not. The U.S. intelligence community and his own top intelligence leaders from the CIA, the FBI, and the director of national intelligence currently, all of them, past and present, say it was Putin who ordered Russia to interfere in the U.S. election and interfere. They did. But no, the president is apparently not so sure. Or I'm not really sure what he's saying, I guess, at this point. Maybe that's the point. But he is sure of one place he would like to place some blame on Barack Obama's intelligence chiefs, telling reporters that they are political hacks. Two of them, John Brennan and James Clapper, they responded on CNN. Putin is committed to undermining our system, our democracy, and our, and our whole process. And, and to, to try to paint it in, in any, other, uh, uh, any other way is, I think, uh, astounding and, uh, in fact, poses a peril to this country. I think he's giving Putin a pass. And I think it demonstrates to Mr. Putin that uh, uh, Donald Trump can be played by foreign leaders who are going to appeal to his ego and to try to play upon his insecurities. So if that's not enough controversy for you right now, President Trump decided over the weekend it would be a perfect time to once again fire up the Twitter and take on North Korea's leader. With this, why would Kim Jong-un insult me by calling me old when I would never call him short and fat? Oh well, I try so hard to be his friend, and maybe someday that will happen. Because who wouldn't want to be friends with someone who calls him short and fat on social media, right? Don't we all? Here's what Will Ripley had to say in North Korea. They say his words don't act, don't really matter to them, but it's the actions of the United States. And they referred to the military drills that were happening over the weekend. North Koreans say that is justification for them to continue developing their nuclear program. They're talking about words and actions there, and it's words and alleged actions in one southern U.S. state that's causing a huge problem for the Republican Party right now. Roy Moore, the Republican Senate candidate from Alabama, not only is he refusing to quit the race, he is now threatening to sue the Washington Post over its in-depth report that he sexually abused a 14-year-old girl 40 years ago when he was a 32-year-old assistant district attorney. Three days ago, the Washington Post published another attack on my character uh, reputation in Kent's desperate attempt to stop my political campaign. These attacks involved a minor child, completely unfalse and untrue, and for which they will be sued. So Moore denies ever knowing that girl, but he's also facing accusations of pursuing and dating other teenage girls when he was in his 30s. To that, Moore said this in a radio interview with Sean Hannity. Do you remember dating girls that young at that time? Not generally, no. If I did, you know, I'm not going to dispute anything, but I don't remember anything like that. Would it be normal behavior back in those days for you to date a girl that's 17 or 18? No, not normal. No, it's not. 30 years old, dating a 16, 17, or 18-year-old? No, it's not. And not necessarily also a normal way to say flat-out no, right? Today, the floodgates have opened. More and more Republicans in Washington coming forward to say that Moore himself needs to go, including now the top Republican in the Senate, Mitch McConnell. What's the latest there? Are you calling for him to step down from that Senate race? I did. I think he should step aside. Or do you believe these allegations to be true? I believe the women, yes. So where's the White House on this? 
seems at the moment leaving more some room. If more evidence comes out that can prove that, that, that he, can, he did this, then sure. By all, means, by all means, he should be disqualified, but that's, that's a huge if. I denounce that conduct, and if the allegations are true, he should step aside. I only know what I see on TV and what I read on the paper, but if the allegations prove to be true, he should step down. So stand by to stand by on that one. But you know something that even all of those White House advisors and all the Republicans on Capitol Hill can all agree on? Handshakes, high fives, and pats on the back can sometimes get pretty awkward, like this one. And that's exactly what happened to President Trump and all of the other leaders in Manila, quite frankly, when someone came up with the bright idea of asking all of them to try to shake hands all at once. I mean, they've got stiff suits on people. Come on! Is there any way to make that thing look smooth? Seriously, try it yourself. Stop, grab someone in the room, try it. It's hard. I tried it in my office. It doesn't look cool. While you're dying to do that, President Trump has one more day left in the Philippines. So what is the White House saying as this monster trip overseas is coming to an end? CNN's White House reporter Caitlin Collins is traveling with the president. Caitlin is the only one that can make a handshake look like that look smooth. Caitlin, what are you hearing from over there? <laughs> Well, we're really seeing the president tell all this pageantry and pomp and circumstance that we've seen during these 13 days here in Asia. And it's really been a focus on these relationships that the president has had with these leaders, including Chinese President Xi Jinping. We saw President Trump lavish a lot of praise on him during his time in Beijing, though we didn't quite see that reciprocated from President Xi towards Trump. And then here in the Philippines, we've really seen this warm relationship play out between the president and the Philippine president, Rodrigo Duterte, where they've been joking out the press. The president has been calling him by his first name. Duterte serenaded him during an event last night. So we've really seen that play out. But what the question now is, Kate, is what does that translate into? Does the president's relationship with Xi, which is clearly, he says, at a great uh, at a great time, a great period, they really bonded. But does that translate to anything concrete on North Korea and policy there? Is, does that mean China's going to exert more pressure on North Korea? And then regarding the Philippines, the president clearly enjoys a pretty cozy rela- relationship with Duterte. But he didn't seem comfortable enough to publicly bring up those human rights issues that have been going on in the Philippines. He did not publicly bring that up. And there's even dispute over whether it was brought up during their private meeting. But the president said yesterday that one of his biggest accomplishments here during this swing through Asia has been trade. He said that he's made significant progress on that and he's going to detail it to reporters at the White House once he gets back to Washington on Wednesday. He's teasing this big announcement but not offering specifics. And then we also know that as this trip is coming to an end, that the president has to make a decision about whether he's going to redesignate North Korea as a state sponsor of terrorism. That's something that the White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders has said would come at the end of the trip. So those are two things that we're waiting to hear from because we know those are the president's two big goals here was to get the countries to unite against North Korea and putting more pressure on them to denuclearize and then also to notch some trade wins for the United States. But we're still waiting to see what plays out and what is really the tangible accomplishment here, Kate. Yeah. Why wait till Wednesday when you're back on U.S. soil? Why wait for any big announcement you're going to make? Why, why not make while you're overseas? Uh, we'll stand by to stand by. Caitlin, thank you so much. Coming up for us, you have to stand by for this one, too. Top Republicans in Washington say Roy Moore has got to go. But guess who actually makes that decision? The voters of Alabama. What are they going to say? What are they going to do? Does this change anything? That's next.
This week was supposed to be all about overhauling the nation's tax system. But Senate Republicans have a whole other set of problems that just landed in their lap in the form of a Republican candidate running to join their ranks in a special election is caught up in a huge scandal involving underage sexual abuse allegations and now threats of lawsuits. The panel tonight, Rich Galen, Republican strategist, former aide to Republican House Speaker Newt Gingrich and Vice President Dan Quill, if you need to know. Mike Morey. Finally got it right. Democratic strategist and former <laughs> communications director for Senator Chuck Schumer. Josh Rogan, CNN political analyst and columnist for The Washington Post. And Jeff Balaban, member of President Trump's re-election advisory board. Great to see you all. Let's get to it. Rich. Ma'am. More, more Republicans. <laughs> doesn't make it easier. Uh, more Republicans coming out to say now. I mean, it's, this afternoon it's been a bit of a flood, right? You've got all of the Republican senators, more and more coming out to say that Roy Moore has to go. Mitch McConnell most noteworthy among them. Does Mitch McConnell have an impact here? Well, he has an impact because the, I looked this up on the train on the way up here, (laughs) Article 1, Section 5 starts out by saying, Clause 5, that each house shall be the judge of the elections, returns, and qualifications of its members. Qualifications is a big, wide swath. And the the Senate could decide that, uh, that Roy Moore, assuming he's elected, and frankly, I think he will be, uh, does not meet the qualifications of a United States senator, and by a two-thirds vote, they throw him out. Yeah, but you Practice. think that that clause might have been pulled a few times before this one. <laughs> oh, no, it has been. <laughs> I can think of a few instances. I mean, there's a few instances that we can all talk about right now. The House threw, uh, threw uh, Adam Clayton Powell. You know what's, what's interesting about those? I love you and your history. Um, McConnell and Trump are on the same page in one regard on this one. I don't know if they're on the same page exactly on this, but on this front. Roy Moore was not their guy. Right. They supported Luther Strange. That's right. So on this front, I mean, this, why, why do you think the White House is leaving Roy Moore room? It seems to me politically expedient to say, this isn't our guy in the first place. This is not the guy we backed. Well, political expediency isn't necessarily what's right for the voters of Alabama. The truth is that right now everything's being tried in the court of public opinion. Uh, you know, the, the, the recent statements aren't, don't look that great, that uh, denials that aren't full denials. And uh, maybe th- there are others who are taking the more politically expedient route of saying, you know, get him out of here. But I think the White House's position has been, you know, if he's done this, he needs to step down. And that's clearly the right position. But we're not there yet. He, he hasn't admitted to it. And uh, let the Alabama voters decide. Yeah, I think the White House has a particular problem, though, because, you know, let's be honest, Donald Trump is on tape suggesting he was involved in sexual assault at one point. But on, on top of that, you've got a candidate who is, I mean, Mitch McConnell calling for his ouster or just stepping aside is the best thing never happened more in Alabama because he's running an entire campaign on taking out the GOP establishment. Mm-hmm. So Trump, who's trying to sort of take care of that part of the party as well and who actually articulated regret after the primary of not supporting more, he's in a particular box here. You know, I think overall what we're seeing here is a downgrading of the power of Washington altogether because whether you're the White House or you're Mitch McConnell or you're the Democrats, none of those people know how this is going to come out because none of those people uh, think that the voters in Alabama are following us here anymore. They're not following the Washington Post. Yeah. They're, they're not believing what they read in the mainstream media. Just, and they don't care what Mitch McConnell has to say. And they have no more for a long, long time. Yeah. And just uh, brief history... Roy Moore has been a judge in Alabama. He's been a figure forever. He's been yeah. kicked off the bench twice, and they have reelected him to these posts twice. In, right. Now, it's and it's they, polarizing and, and popular. Right. Polarizing so it's, and popular. It's a, it's a lose-lose for the Republican establishment. What's the burden of truth, though? I, well, I, 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 this is a big question to me, yeah. because I'm not, I'm not asking, is he guilty or innocent in the court of law? 
This election, which is next month, is going to happen well before anything in that regard is going to be established. This is about whether or not you should be a senator, and that gets back to Rich Galen's point. Right. I think, right, it's not a court of law. It's not innocent until proven <clears throat> guilty. He's, he is not meeting the standard, as we in politics and government and media know it, to run for the, and hold the position of the well, U.S. Well, no, no, excuse me. It's okay. the state of Alabama. It's up to them. I mean, of course. And, and well, that's, that, that's my that's point, it. is that there's this disconnect now between what all of us who are, are involved in politics and work in politics think should be the standard for U.S. Senator and what's actually going to happen in that election. Have changed across the board. And I also mean, remember that, that the opponent, Doug, is it Doug Jones? Yeah, Doug yes, Jones. Doug Jones. Doug Jones uh, the Democrat. Yeah, he, he's a Democrat. I mean, he's not, he's not a Richard B. Russell <laughs> Southern Democrat from the 50s. He's a real live, no kidding around. <coughs> but this is different between expediency and what's right for the voters of Alabama. My point, though, is that if, if Jones wins, he's not going to sort of be a, like, you know, like Kennedy on the court. He's going to be a solid vote for Chuck Schumer. He's a Democrat. Which, yes. Let me, let, well, I have this thought, but I do want to play, we're talking about the people who really are making this decision are the voters in Alabama in the end. Here's what some of the voters in Alabama are saying. Listen to this. This is a country based on justice and on a person's innocent until proven guilty, and that stuff needs to sort itself out. If he he went to the Lord, whatever, and asked for forgiveness for that, and and hasn't done anything like that in since then, I believe that if the good Lord's forgiven him as a Christian, I have to forgive him also. I'm not going to vote for him because I'm a Democrat. But he says. I've known him for forever, and I actually believe him. That's the end, of, end bit of that. In the end, it's the voters in Alabama that are going to decide. What's a Democrat to do? It, it, look, in the end, it is. I think the standard by which, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, uh, if you even remotely connected to something like this, your political career is over, you're gone, you're out. Things have changed dramatically in the last 16 to 18 months about what's acceptable in American politics. Just because the, the standard of proof in something like this is, are you a D or an R? And it depends on where you're from. It's as simple as that. There and is no standard. That's all that matters anymore. And this is, I think, the classic case of sort of what yeah. we've seen unfold. But Mitch McConnell realizes that if Roy Moore wins, that's good for Roy Moore, but really bad for the Republican That's what brand. I was going to... Give, give me your take. Mitch, Roy Moore wins. What if, He's going to be in Washington, and, these, and Mitch McConnell's going to have to work with him. I mean, how? No, I think they'll throw him out. You really think that they'll go I, that way? I do. I think, I think that they will, they will come to their senses. In the, in, the, in the Senate, that's a long stretch. <laughs> but I think they will, they will absolutely say this, this man is not qualified to sit with us. I don't think that's going to happen. Gonna I don't either. I think they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna swallow it, and they're going to sit across the table from him and, say, and accept him a, and negotiate with him. At least got a Republican vote. But it's going to be decided. Real quick, Jeff, give me your yeah. take. Mitch, all of these Republicans coming out. Does President Trump need to make a statement, need to say more on this? They say right now he's overseas. He hasn't been really briefed on it. But if you look at his Twitter feed, he's talking about a whole bunch of domestic issues on Twitter already. He's got no problem walking through. I think he's already made his position clear on this. And I think for what's come out already, it's it's correct. It's appropriate, which is to say certainly there's been no admission. Roy Moore is denying it. And, uh, and I think that what, what he's saying now is, well, and, and the most recent statements don't seem as clear. And he said, if he's done it, he needs to step down, he needs to step out, knowing that that hands that seat over to Democrats. And he's saying that anyway. And I think that's, that's the appropriate stance right now. He shouldn't be prejudging this. Yeah, but wait, wait, wait. Because he is the president. During the, the middle of the presidential the campaign, president. Donald Trump was on national television saying Hillary Clinton was no longer qualified to run for the presidency of the United States without having been convicted of anything based on rumor and accusation. And he said she wasn't qualified there, there to was, run. There were How is that? This is a, this is a man, this a man who went on a date with a 14-year-old girl. No, 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 if we're going way into the past, Donald Trump's yeah. entire career started with him pushing a conspiracy theory on the birthplace of Barack Obama that obviously had no foundation in fact. And then there was the whole 
Rutherford B. Hayes thing. Exactly. We're going <laughs> way back there. Don't even get me started. But thank you for the transition. But let, let's move on to this. Who do you believe? Definitely not me. Or rather, who does President Trump believe? When it comes to Russia meddling in the 2016 election, that is the question. Hard to believe, but we are still asking this question and don't seem to have a clear answer. We'll be right back. ASEAN conference has been handled beautifully by the president and the Philippines and your representatives. And I enjoy being here. The weather is always good. Today it's pretty good. But one thing about the Philippines, eventually it gets good no matter what. Etiquette dictates that weather is always a polite conversation topic. And President Trump seems to be following that guideline, at least one guideline, when meeting with the president of the Philippines, a leader whose controversial war on drugs has left thousands of people dead. The White House says the president discussed human rights abuses briefly. The Philippine government, of course, says that topic did not come up at all. Why is that even a question? Let's get back to it. The panel is here. What does it mean, my friend Josh, that the White House says that the president brought up human rights in the discussion briefly and Duterte's people say it never was brought up at all? Well, practically it doesn't mean anything because the Trump administration has been clear from day one that it's downgrading the priority of human rights and democracy promotion around the world. That's what Rex Tillerson has said clearly. It's what Donald Trump says clearly. It was in his inauguration speech. Seems aggressive if they put it the way you just put it, but keep going, my friend. Well, I mean, I'm not even really... You paraphrasing. Know, <laughs> paraphrasing. They don't believe that we should interfere in other countries' sovereignty, which is a very Chinese kind of style foreign policy, and it, it has angered you know, lawmakers both in the Republican and Democratic Party and left human rights groups, um, civil rights groups, civil liberty groups around the world, not to mention the, these populations who are under the thumb of dictators, tyrants, and oppressors in a horrible position. And that's the reality. So whether he mentioned it or he didn't mention it, it doesn't matter. People know what he thinks about this stuff. The effect in the State Department, in the USAID, all over the world where U.S. government is represented is palpable. Everybody understands it. So I don't care if he mentioned it or he didn't mention it. The U.S. has pulled back on democracy, human rights, and freedom promotion. And that's a very sad thing, not just for the United States reputation yeah, around we, the world, we, we have, but okay. also for all of Go those ahead, people Jeff. who are Okay, who yeah. Help. I'm just going to call baloney on that. It's just not true. I mean, so totally no, no, we're, not, we're not interested in, in building out democracies in other countries that may not want it right now, but in terms of human rights, we stepped back into the breach after Barack Obama's so-called real politic, which enhanced countries like North Korea and especially Iran, who have miserable records. Let's face it, we don't get to choose who runs most countries. We don't get to choose who runs the Philippines. But the truth is that the Philippines is a desperately vital ally for us in the South China Sea. And the Philippines actually brought with us a CNN headline from a year ago. <laughs> Philippines president says he'll break up with the U.S. and tells Obama to go to hell. Remember that? Mm -hmm. yeah. That was attorney a year ago because of the way he was treated by our country, by President Obama. The fact is, we need him. Yeah. Now, right now, we have real issues around the world. We need, we need a relationship with, I mean, the, with Russia. Yeah. We need a relationship with China. Sound, we have some problems. The fact that the issue is brought up, but it's not the entirety of the issue, is really what's being said here. I have spent my entire adult life trying to give people around the world a chance to decide what kind of government they want to have. My entire adult life in places like Africa, in Indonesia, in, in Kiev, you name it, I've been there doing that. And I absolutely agree that this, this administration has made it clear that that ain't none of our business, 
no more. I agree with you. That. That's wait not the same as human rights. You That's give not the Donald same as Trump rights. a funny shirt and a military parade, and he's your guy. Yeah. Right. You know, there's a false choice going on No, but on fold, fold this, uh, this actually all folds together, because then when it comes to Russia, it's kind of the same, th- it gets to the same point, where he, I think you can say both. You can say, you meddled in our elections, yes. and also, I, you, we need to somehow work together to try to solve what's going right. on in it, Syria. Right. Why can't we do both? It, 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 is, it shows utter weakness on the part of the President of the United States that he, can, he equivocates on the notion of, the, of a Russian leader interfering in a U.S. election and then equivocates on whether he called out the Philippines president on whether he's murdering people and there's violations of human rights going on. It's weak. It, it, it is the antithesis of American exceptionalism. Right. Barack Obama which went is, out to which the is, world and said, we're at the, fault. It is it's our the fault. antithesis of American exceptionalism, me, which has been rooted in the Democratic me. and Republican it's Party. precisely the opposite. For Barack, centuries. Barack Obama went out to it's the world an, it's and said, weak. it's our fault. He we're looks the bad weak. guys. Our president going looks out weak. With strength, you know? with strength, and they're responding to it. He's, he's it's victorious not around the world. Look at all the allies who were chased away by Obama who are coming we back no on board. Left. Israel, <laughs> we Saudi have Arabia, the Germans, Poland, the French, Philippines. Okay. They're coming back it's because not, of Obama. It's not a choice Here's between our values and our interests. Our values out are our interests. Yes. And when we promote okay. American values, we build societies that are better markets, better friends, more stable and here's countries. One thing that's exactly what Donald Trump is doing. We're going to exactly leave the Russia correct. discussion we'll for tomorrow. This was actually fascinating, guys. Thank you. <laughs> this is one time I've never had to actually ask a question the entire panel. Amazing. History was made today. Day 298 of President Trump's administration. That's the state of America You'll tonight. Be back after the break, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you back here tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So, you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.